it's not going to work because the moment the body's stressed, all the resources go to that. And right, same thing with digestive function. Digestion actually almost, it slows down. It almost completely freezes if you're super stressed because your body goes into that fight or flight mode, right? And digestion isn't a priority at that point. So it gets, so I knew that all the products, we had to start with an adaptogenic base so that, that whatever other function we wanted each product to have, the body would actually, you know, it would allow the herbs to do that because the, the body's also more calm, right, and relaxed. Welcome to Let's Thrive the Podcast, a place for holistic storytelling with none of the BS and a whole lot of fun. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and my mission is to interview guests that inspire, educate, and empower you to live your best life. In these stories, you will see a part of your own journey reflected in theirs and learn to grow from it. And with that said, let's thrive. Welcome back to Let's Thrive the Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and it's a pleasure to have you here today. Just a little check-in, but how is everyone? I know, I know, I can't hear your response, but this is just a check-in with yourself, I guess, right? So maybe take a deep breath, which I would do right now, except for it would really upset my microphone. (laughs) Maybe unclench your jaw or your shoulders, which I just did before starting to record. Maybe smile, which I don't know if you can hear it, but I'm smiling right now as I speak. Just try and find some of that good mood energy if you can, no matter what's happening right now in your life. I know personally, things are very stressful. In the last few days, I've been a little stress ball, all full and tight and tense, and so I'm really really trying to prioritize some (laughs) good mood energy. And it works out perfectly, as a reminder, uh, because today on the pod we have some real good energy with Ruth of Joya, my new favorite adaptogen brand and elixirs. They just put me in that good mood, you know? (laughs) I'm excited for this episode because I feel like it's a good intro to the world of adaptogens, and Ruth is just such a high-vibe person. I know that's cliche, but it's just true. I mean, we talked for a solid 20 minutes after recording, and she's, you know, on Instagram and we chat. It's just, I love it. So as a little background before we dive right in, as you'll hear in her story, Ruth was particularly fascinated by the power of adaptogens uh, after experiencing some health struggles of her own. And so after, you know, some journey here and there, which you'll hear about, she wound up spending a year formulating these teas and elixirs so that they would be as nutritious and powerful just as they are decadent and delicious. Because now, more than ever, people, me, you, all of us, are seeking multitasking products. We love our good multitasking, don't we now? Um, So these deliver the calm and the boost immunity. Adaptogens are just the ultimate multitasking I mean, they they really are. And the brand that Ruth built, Joya, does both. So the adaptogens in Joya, they are immensely beneficial. They reduce inflammation. They boost your overall skin radiance. They provide stress support and and cell protection. The list goes on. You'll hear all about it. So overall, these products of Joya are just a super, super food that taste just as delicious 
as they are powerful and beneficial and good for our bodies, they have my official stamp of approval. So listen up as Ruth and I discuss the role and power of adaptogens, her story with them and healing journey, and why Joya products are such high quality in one of the only adaptogen-based brands that I actually support. And as a PSA, public service announcement, my favorite so far is their Cacao Bliss Elixir, which you'll hear me swoon all over during the episode. So creamy, so chocolatey decadent, and has warming spices. Oh, just, I love it. It was, it was practically made for me, you know? <laughs> so let us know your thoughts on this. If you've tried Joya, if you want to now, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can find Ruth on Instagram at the Joya Life, and I'm on there at Emily Feichels and at Let's Thrive Podcast. I'll also have their site linked below if you'd like to give their products a preview or maybe even buy a few. So without further ado, let's begin. I've seen, you know, your blends all over Instagram and a lot of my close friends really enjoyed them. And once I got to try them, I immediately knew why. <laughs> so I want to know just to start off the bat, like what's your personal favorite or if that's too hard of a decision, like what are the blends you maybe use most often, would you say? Yeah, that's kind of like asking a mother who her favorite child is. Um, it's really more according to both, as I guess, time of day and just what I'm craving. I mean, I'm like that with food and drink in general. I I don't have the set routine where I have like a smoothie every day for breakfast and this. It's, I really just listen to how I'm feeling and, and what my body's craving. So um, I think the only exception kind of with our products is I wouldn't have focus kind of late at night because it does have caffeine from the matcha. Um, but other than that, like bliss, I love it in the morning and I equally love it to kind of unwind at night and, and get ready for bed. And I am a, a, a coffee drinker too. So I'm often kind of in the morning, it's coffee or coffee with bliss, but matcha, turmeric. Yeah, it's, it, it really just kind of goes more by my mood for me personally and kind of what I need, like what functional kind of benefits and just nourishment my body needs. Oh yeah, I feel that. And I, so I was making kind of smoothie bowls and such. I even made a banana bread with the cacao bliss blend in it. And I just love how, like the warm undertones from the spices with the cacao. I'm on a real big like cinnamon spice kick right now. And so I loved it. It's, it just gives it such like a warming, calming, like soothing, you know, kind of feel to it. And then the other morning I had a long work day. So one day I did the matcha mix. I put that in a blend, in a smoothie. And that was really, I loved that. Um, I do, I do feel like I was more focused because I don't take in caffeine. So when I have some, I immediately can tell like I'm laser focused. Uh, and then I tried the, uh, I forget which tea it was the other day, but I just, it was such a power, like flavorful blend. Um, you know, I'm, I love teas. What? Was it the one with the chai kind of flavor? Yes, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I love tea and the flavors are just so vibrant. I, yeah, I, I loved it. So I'm a, I'm a big fan with it all. <laughs> yeah, it's funny for, um, for us in the elixirs, the use of the spices is kind of twofold. It's firstly for Joya, with Joya, everything is about kind of the pleasure and enjoyment of the product. And to me, that comes down to flavor, right? It's mm -hmm. 
joy, wellness and joy for me are very intertwined and it's great for a product to be great for you. But if you're not enjoying it, if it doesn't bring you joy, that's not true wellness, right? So it was just about creating those really complex, interesting flavor profiles. You know, there's enough, there's enough products on the market that are just cacao, adaptogens, right? Like it kind of flat, kind of, and I've said, if we're going to create products here, we want them to not only be really effective, but also, you know, be gourmet, like have this really decadent, interesting flavor profile. And then the flip side is the effectiveness and the benefits. A lot of spices, I mean, they're not adaptogenic, but a lot of spices have really intense medicinal benefits. So it was kind of choosing spices for each blend that not only taste delicious, but also complement the benefits of that product. So they do contribute to the health benefits. Oh, certainly. And exactly what you said right there, like fusing the two. I think that's what I really, you know, I really enjoy and admire about your products because, you know, when adaptogens were first trending, I, I got them all, you know, I got any I could get my hands on. And I'm telling you, you know, two years later, I still have a bag with, you know, maca and, uh, you know, a couple of the other ones in their plain, pure form. And well, that's wonderful. Like I just, you know, I'm not going to use it, but yet with your blends, yeah, there's just so many good things. And as you said, the spices, they can be useful for other factors too. Right. And, uh, the reason I'm on the cinnamon kick right now is just because I have like some gut issues going on, you know, and my practitioner told me you're, you have a damp gut. So let's have some like warming spices going in there. And that's, you know, what I love because I get my chocolate and then I get those warming spices and it's just a good mix. So I love that. And, you know, as we're talking about this and we bring up the term adaptogen, just for anyone that's unfamiliar with what that is, or maybe they, you know, they just know it from social media. They don't know what it actually is. Could you just explain what the term adaptogen means before we dive into this, you know, conversation about them? For sure. So adaptogens refers to a group of pretty well studied, actually, um, both herbs. I'll kind of use the term herb loosely, but that includes some functional mushrooms as well. Um, so herbs that, again, have been recently kind of in the last number of decades studied quite extensively, but also have thousands of years of, of use in traditional medicine. Um, they have quite far reaching effects, almost so much that, I mean, for me, even till today, I kind of go like, is this for real? Like, can they really be this powerful? But they do. And there's kind of three main things they do. So they help the body adapt to stress. And I mean, we could talk about that alone for, for hours and how they do that. And but in, in a really powerful way in both acute kind of intense stress and longer term chronic stress. And they help the body also achieve this overall sense of balance. So, right, our, our bodies are constantly striving to be in balance, to be in homeostasis. And stress and various other things can throw that off. So the body's constantly trying to adjust to get back there. And adaptogens help the body do that. So they almost act like a thermostat in the body, right? The therm a thermostat tries to keep the room at a set temperature and adaptogens kind of help the body, you know, stay in balance. And the third thing adaptogens do that's really important is they regulate um, key systems in the body. And, and again, if they're overactive, whether they're overactive or underactive, uh, they help them get to that optimal functioning space. And it's not, you know, unlike some other herbs that are really powerful, but they may act on a specific organ or a specific system in the body, adaptogens are really unique in that they're non-specific. So they really help 
kind of overall and according to what the body needs. Um, they primarily work on three systems, the endocrine or kind of hormonal system, the nervous system, and the immune system. But when you really think about it, the hormone system and, and nervous system or what's called kind of, it's actually called the neuroendocrine system because they're so closely tied. Nerves and hormones control everything. So if you're acting on those systems, you're, you're really acting on everything, right? Digestion, cardio, function, like everything. So they really have kind of in a nutshell, this overall really balancing effect. Oh, that's so powerful. And I think what's neat is, as you said, they're very, they're non-specific, right? So what could be the issue with maybe some of these herbs that directly affect something is that unless you have, you know, some testing or something very specific telling you that your liver, your kidney, whatever it is, is off, you know, you, you run the potential of, you know, these things can have a toxicity level. You know, there's a lot of potential there, but with adaptogens, as you said, they just, they adapt and they see what your body needs. It's, it's, pretty much like the most intuitive form of body support you could have, right? They go in and see what your body actually needs. And, and as you said, our systems are so interconnected. I think a lot of us are starting to see that where, you know, if your hormones are off, you've probably got a bunch of other issues that are kind of lying under the surface too, because there's so many connections there. So I guess just for instance, to bring up some names of adaptogens people might've heard of, uh, you know, ones that Joya uses, what are some hormones that might be more closely related or what are some adaptogens that may be more closely related to hormone health? You know, as we said, they're not too specific, but these are ones that may come up when you are trying to work on that hormone at endocrine system health. Yeah. Um, well, so I think it kind of goes back to what we said. It's they're all because that's what they do. So mm-hmm. adaptogens by definition work on helping the body achieve Kind of an optimal balanced hormone level so all of them because that's what okay. they do then within systems like there are some that you know in addition to that kind of general function are even more so kind of better for let's say cognitive function or for digestive function or for right but they all in terms of overall hormone balance that's what they all do like that's okay there isn't, there isn't any one yeah okay that makes sense so then yeah they can be broken down in that sense Uh, So then I guess as, you know, I'm learning and as everyone listening to this is learning is that there are, there's just a lot here. There's a lot of education information. So where did you begin to learn about this? What sparked your interest in adaptogens and this entire field of, you know, health and wellness that can oftentimes just be overlooked, I think? I've kind of got a a lifelong history of being into wellness generally, kind of in the more mainstream understanding of the word. Um, really, ever, ever since I was a kid, I was very athletic, and at a young age, I kind of found healthier paths to eating and, you know, incorporated that into my lifestyle. And I'd say up until, um, up until my mid kind of to later 30s, um, I was, I'm an ex-corporate lawyer. So up until that point, I was practicing law in a very, really, really intense lifestyle. For me, it was mainly, again, just eating well, eating clean kind of what was in the mass media in terms of, you know, superfoods and whatever, but eating clean and and trying to balance that with exercise and just kind of some lifestyle, you know, balance in my life. Um, And it wasn't until after I kind of really burnt out practicing law and left that and studied holistic nutrition that I really discovered this kind of holistic 
functional approach to health. Um, so that's really what opened my eyes to this and everything that Joya is kind of founded on. Um, so studied holistic nutrition and then kind of following the program myself dove kind of deeper into some of the specific modalities that we learned in the program. I love that. So then when did you start working to create these blends, right? I mean, you start to learn about adaptogens, you start to dabble in this field. But then when did you say, you know, I, I want to be an entrepreneur, I want to create a business out of this and start that, you know, whether it was experimentation or things you already knew to create these blends that bring so many, you know, powerhouse things together into one unique product that people can then use. So I think it started with, you know, having done the program after leaving the law, I initially did the program strictly as a way to clear my head after leaving this, you know, intense career, not knowing what I wanted to do next. And it just sounded like a program I'd be interested in. So I initially did it for that reason. And then coming out of it, um, kind of part I didn't mention earlier is that food has always also been a, a massive part of my life, not only just from enjoying it perspective, but I went to culinary school before law school and um, kind of a food, uh, on my mom's side of the family, we've got a food business. And so it's just bringing people joy through food has literally been the one thing in my life that has always made me tick. I mean, as a kid, I kind of made my own baking cookbook and would always bring, like I'd bake stuff and always bring it to school to my friends. Like I just, it's always brought me so much joy. And so coming out of the nutrition program, I initially was kind of thinking, you know what, like enough of kind of a lifetime of denying that I wanted to turn that into a career. Like I pushed myself to go down the professional road and the legal and the business. And I said, you know what, this is enough. Like it's the thing that makes me tick. It's the thing that brings me so much joy. There's gotta be a way to turn that into a career. So it was just a matter of narrowing that down. I think initially I thought it would be more food related, but I also got um, quite ill about halfway through the program and then used a lot of these herbs and ingredients to heal my own issues. And when I saw the power of that, I kind of put the two together. I said, okay, now there's got to be a way to not only bring people joy just through healthy food, but to bring people joy through food that's also delicious and also really powerful and promotes you know, health in this way. So kind of came out of my personal experience at the time and seeing not just learning in school, but seeing on myself the power of these ingredients and going, wow, like people need to experience this. There's so much power when you create something from that place of passion fused with experience, right? Because you've been exactly at the point where so many people are that then use your products. You, you know, you've been at that down low with your health. And I just, I feel like they add such power and intention behind the brand. And uh, you know, as we're talking about the joy and everything, I assume, you know, that's where the name came from then Joya or how, how did you take that idea of enjoyment and finding joy through food and then form it into Joya as the name of the entire business? It did come about from that concept of joy and um, it's a funny story. So I was, we were at a business partner at the time that, you know, we decided um, to part ways, but we were trying to come up with a name we couldn't, we were really struggling. And one day I said, let's try to put, let's make a list of words that speak to what we're trying to accomplish with Joya and put them in Google translate and see if we get a cool word in a different language that, you know, sounds all funky and exotic and Joya popped up and it just felt so perfect, you know, initially because of 
it just encompassed in one short word everything that we were trying to accomplish with the brand. But also Joya specifically is my grandmother's name. And as soon as I made that connection, it was kind of a no-brainer because you know, between her and my mom, like as a two people that my whole life has have shown me and instilled in me the power of food to bring people joy and to bring, you know, people together and share those moments of joy. So it just felt so right. Like when it all came together like that, I knew, I knew it was it. That's a sign. Oh, wow. That's so beautiful. I love how that fused. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I love the names. I'm, I'm a, I'm a name fiend. I like to say I'm very particular about names, you know, whether it's people, pets, products, whatever it is, I just think there's so much power in it. And I, I love to hear the message and the why behind it, but that's a very neat correlation that even happened too. So that's, that's beautiful. And, uh, you know, going back to the beginning, when you were just starting out, you had the name, you had the concept, you launch. I don't know if you did like a line or if it was a first product, but what was one of the first blends you created and is it still around? I'm just curious to see that transition, you know, from then to now. Well, they're all still around. I mean, we only okay. launched about seven months ago. So okay. everything we launched with is around. It was probably, so our kind of soft launch, we're, we're based in Toronto and our soft launch was taking four months in the summer of 2018 and testing our products at a couple really large farmer's markets here kind of throughout the summer and just right, getting feedback. So um, at the time we had a couple other products that we were sampling when I still was kind of partially thinking about just doing foods in general, like healthy snacks. Um, but again, I kind of quickly realized just also from a business perspective that this is where I wanted to be. Like, this is what I wanted. The kind of other areas felt a bit saturated. And, and this was the market where I felt like not only did I want to help people, but where there was opportunity to create better products than were already out there. I mean, even in my years, even before all this and then studying holistic nutrition, you know, in my years practicing law, um, I was my exact customer, right? I was, you know, high paced, driven, busy lifestyle professional that, you know, loves good food, but needed these, you know, this extra help in my life to keep my, and it just, when I, again, before developing my products, when I was out there in the market looking for products to help me with that, just kind of felt like everything was either medicinal, but truly tasted like medicine. And you would either take it in a tincture or powder form, but really, really medicinal or tasted great, but then you knew it wasn't potent and effective. It kind of was more like a food, you know, healthy food product. And I knew given my culinary background and then coming out of the nutrition program, what I learned, like I knew there, there had to be a way to bridge the two. Like there had to be a way to create really effective products, but that also tasted great and didn't make you feel like you needed to mask the flavor with sweeteners and notes and, you know, um, so that was the challenge and I love challenge. So it was kind of, to me, it was a challenge and an opportunity. It's, you know, we didn't invent this space, right? There's, we have competitors, there's other brands that have been around far longer than us, but I just felt like it was a space that like there was a big gap. There was a way to do it better. I completely agree. And I think that's what's so unique is, as you said, you guys didn't create this, you know, space. I've tried other products. Um, Obviously, you know, wasn't too much of a fan because I'm not still using them. I'm not still discussing them. But you guys found that, 
like that own unique path of your own in the field. And I just think you've really carved out your own space in it. So I'm just excited to see you grow. That's why like, I just, I, I don't know. There's just something so special about like these blends. And that's what I was surprised when you said you'd only been, you know, officially launched for seven months because it just seems like such a like well-placed, I mean, it just, obviously you guys have put like a lot of thought work, everything into this, but um, yeah. Yeah. Well, and just to give people an idea, you know, of these wonderful blends we're discussing and, you know, really show them the why behind, you know, why should they try these? What will they get out of it? Could we maybe discuss just like two or three blends, you know, or the teas or even like the chocolates um, and just walk through like that process, right? Of these are the adaptogens, the spices, like the things we use to create this focus blend or this bliss blend, just to give people an idea of, you know, like the thought and then also the the purpose and what they could get out of trying one of these products. For sure. Um, so the chocolates kind of fall in, in their own category, but they're not functional, <laughs> let's say, right? They're just really clean, pure, yeah. organic, amazing chocolate. Um, you call it a superfood, I guess, right? I mean, cacao is absolutely a superfood and oh. ours are very, very low in sugar. There's just a bit of coconut sugar sweetened. So they're delicious and they're kind of superfood chocolate, but they're not functional per se and adaptogenic. Um, but in our elixirs and teas, uh, they all fall into that functional category. The main difference being that the teas are just whole herb um, and the elixirs are made with herbal extracts. So just that much more potent um, and powerful um, and more versatile because they're powders, right? So you can really use them in almost anything. We don't. Another kind of thing that makes our elixirs a bit different than some similar products on the market is um, I decided not to add any milk powders, A, because I didn't want to limit the use of the product, right? So sometimes you want to be able to add maybe in, in baking or, you know, to a snack that you don't necessarily want milk in there. So I didn't want to add something that right away kind of limited the use. Um, and milk powders, by definition, all contain dextrin or maltodextrin. Um, you need it so that the milk doesn't clump and it's just an ingredient that's not good for the gut. So I just didn't, I, and I'd rather not everybody wants coconut milk or not everyone wants, you know, I wanted to leave it as a product that you could really enjoy how you want. Um, same thing with sweeteners. I think a, a lot of brands will use either stevia or other alcohol sugars or coconut. And for me, again, it was kind of this combination of A, I don't believe in dictating to someone what kind of sweetener they need to consume. I don't like stevia, I, you know, and I also don't like dictating where the product has sweet it needs to be. And there's a lot of products on the market that I, they're great quality, but I can't have them just because they're way too sweet for me. So it's like, why? Why not let someone, you know, sweeten it as much as they like or not? Like, to be honest, I think most of our customers like the products just as is with with milk, I find them sweet enough. I'm not a sweet tooth. So I, I find that the herbs and the spices just give it that perfect sweetness and I don't need more, but kind of back to formulating. So the way I approached formulating all the products was to begin with, they're all adaptogenic. And for me, that goes back to what we discussed earlier is that effect, that, that balance in the body affects everything else. So if you're gonna create a product that's kind of mainly for cognitive function or digestive function, if you just address cognitive function, 
the, first of all, the body doesn't work that way, right? The body works as a whole. So you're, if the body's all wound up and stressed and you ignore that and just try to address cognitive function, it's not going to work because the moment the body's stressed, all the resources go to that. And right, same thing with digestive function. Digestion actually almost, it slows down. It almost completely freezes if you're super stressed because your body goes into that fight or flight mode, right? And digestion isn't a priority at that point. So it gets, so I knew that all the products, we had to start with an adaptogenic base so that, that whatever other function we wanted each product to have, the body would actually, you know, it would allow the herbs to do that because the, the body's also more calm, right? And relaxed. Which choosing which adaptogens kind of comes back later as we were formulating each blend to which herbs are complementary. And so decided everything was going to be adaptogenic. And then, you know, we started really by deciding, okay, what are the kind of main one or two benefits that we want each product to have? So I guess just using one as an example, focus. You know, I knew that I wanted to create a blend that was, you know, primarily cognitive support. So approaching the blend really came down to, you know, first identifying a list of herbs that all support cognitive function in one way or another. And then really narrowing it down from there. Then you're narrowing it down to of those, you know, which ones are complementary, which ones would also taste good together, right? Which is, is really important. And it's just kind of this narrowing down process, a lot of formulating and R&D, but you know, it was a multi-step. It wasn't just, okay, I'm going to create an adaptogenic matcha blend. So we're going to take matcha, add two adaptogens and, you know, there you go. Like it was, it's got to be, if it's going to be effective, it's got to be much more methodically. You want to use herbs again that are complementary. Um, and, and that's really important in herbal medicine, right? Because you can have herbs that, um, not many herbs truly um, you know, will cause a toxic reaction or whatever if you, but you can have herbs that negate each other. Um, and you absolutely can have herbs that are both great on their own, but when combined, they, it's kind of like one plus one equals five, not two. Like they really have this more synergistic, powerful effect when you combine them. And then there's herbs that they all help a particular system, let's say cognitive function, but in different ways. So yeah, you could just take one, but if you take two or three, now you're supporting cognitive function in three ways. So it's that much better. So that's kind of how we approached our blends is to say, now let's find a bunch of herbs for focus that work together in a really synergistic way, taste really well together and support both um, the adaptogenic function and the cognitive function. And then kind of followed that model for all the products. Yeah, that's so neat. I am just fascinated by that process behind it because, you know, even when I was looking at the ingredient, you know, the, the blends and what were in each, there was just some of the spices, the herbs, whatnot, that I, I either didn't know what they were or I'd kind of faintly heard of them. And I was like, this is such a unique blend because, you know, typically, as you said before, there's so many things that, you know, I unfortunately get sent and then realize upon closer inspection, like, oh, they've added some sort of milk powder or some sort of sweetener. And while those are fine, you know, don't live in fear of every ingredient. Um, if you have specific like health issues or just like morals, you know, that you like to follow, um, it can be like disappointing, you know, when you find a good product, but there's just one or two little things that turns you off. And that's what is just so neat about you 
you know, your products. And then that thought and that intention of, you know, really looking at what works good together and not just creating another, you know, adaptogen blend that we've all seen. Um, so that's just so powerful. And I know I saw a bit on your site too, but you guys are very particular, very adamant about sourcing as well, which I, you know, I think is so important when you're talking about these powerful, you know, aspects of adaptogens and spices and herbs. A lot of people might just think like, you know, organic for fruits and veggies, but when you're putting something so powerful into your body, I feel like that really matters. And not even just the organic part, but where you source it, right? In your relationship with that. So what are your sort of moral standards when it comes to sourcing these ingredients and everything for these blends then? It's kind of a few different things. So kind of touching on some of the things you said, um, you know, we will only use ingredients that are either certified organic or wild crafted. When they're wild crafted, they're almost by definition organic because, okay. right, they're grown in the wild far from any, you know, they're not sprayed, they're not. Um, and often they're even more, can be more powerful than an organically grown herb because an organically grown herb by definition is being grown by humans, right, in a kind of controlled environment. Whereas herbs that grow in the wild are often growing in pretty harsh conditions um, and they don't have help, right? They don't have human tendency. They don't. So if they can thrive in those conditions, you know, that, that makes them a stronger plant, right? That makes their compounds and their constituents stronger. And then that's what we're consuming. Interestingly, um, back kind of in the 1940s, some of the um, early researchers of adaptogens um, believed that kind of ties to the word, you know, adapt and being adaptive, but they believe that, you know, a lot of these herbs, the kind of first five or six adaptogens that they studied, they were growing, um, you know, in very remote, harsh mountain regions. I mean, these are herbs that survived the ice age, right? And if you can survive those kind of conditions, it says something about the power of the plant. You think about, I mean, my basil plant, like it's like one cold day and it's dead. Yeah. But you think about these herbs and so if you can, and it really makes sense. And they, they, so they thought, you know, if these herbs can survive that, maybe that's what's helping, giving them that power to help the human body adapt to things like stress. Kind of that organic wild crafted um, is, you know, one. And then the other thing, and it again ties to this remote condition is, you know, herbs, a lot of these herbs, they're native to certain regions in the world, right? They've adapted over thousands and thousands of years to thrive there. And so, there's a lot you get from that and you can buy the same, a lot of the same ingredients kind of mass commercially produced in North America. But again, it goes back to that difference, right? Between wild. And so it's really important for us to source every ingredient from its native growing region, of course, also from suppliers we trust. And, but so we're really careful about, you know, obviously the matcha is coming from Japan and the medicinal mushrooms are coming from kind of China, close to the Himalayas, and the, the maca and some other ingredients are coming from Peru, and the ashwagandha is coming, and, and uh, moringa are coming from India, right? So it's it's a lot of work, <laughs> but right, if you're going to create products like this, and you, it was just really important to us that each ingredient be as kind of pure and powerful as it could be. Yeah, and then in that, I mean, you're supporting 
you know, that native community and the, you know, the, the history of it too. I mean, you know, here in America, we've taken a lot of things and just sort of Americanized it. But I, I love when companies still source from those original places because I feel like it just, yeah, one, it, it makes the product itself more powerful, more potent. But then two, you know, it just, it carries a bit more of that, you know, originality with it in the history. So that is just so wonderful. And then kind of doesn't really go to sourcing per se, but then the third step for us is we independently lab test everything. Mm -hmm. um, and this is kind of, again, just an area where consumers have to be, you know, really careful. The whole functional food market is, it's very quasi regulated and you get, <clears throat> it's kind of mixed. You get a, a lot of brands um, selling functional products, but selling them as kind of under FDA rules as food products which has much less regulation. And you do have some brands like us selling the products as dietary supplements. Um, but unless you're being sold as a dietary supplement, there's no requirement for lab testing. And it's, it's just a really tricky area, right? Because you do, if, if you're not independently lab testing, you're just trusting your supplier. And it's sad, but unfortunately we can't. Um, and not only can we not you know, necessarily trust suppliers, but contamination can happen along the way. So the supplier could send you something that's fine and it could get contaminated along the way by the time it, you know, gets into your product. So it's really, really important for us to lab test all our products for kind of all the, you know, heavy metals, pesticides, all the microbiological toxins to make sure that it is the ingredient is what we were told it is that it's as pure as we were told it is right that it's got the potency we were told um, and that's and, you know for consumers in this market we're not the only brand doing that but it's really important you know there's tons of superfood and functional products out there and if you're gonna spend your money just I think good advice telling when it's really important to do the research and make sure that you know the brands you're buying from can be sure about what the label says yeah. I mean, as you said, if you're spending the money on it and if you, if you're really caring, you know, about this product you're buying about your body and how it affects it. Uh, yeah, definitely. You know, like head to the site, email, do what you've got to do to really search for those out. That's something, you know, just earlier this year, I realized, you know, is a necessity, you know, something that I personally prefer to know about, you know, when I'm starting to work with something. And as we've been saying, something as powerful as adaptogens and you know, in taking those. Yeah. And I think one other tip kind of related to that for consumers is just to make sure that the product has an actual effective dose of these ingredients that, cause right again, you get so many products where it's just, there's a trend, right? There's a hype and we'll add 50 grams, you know, or sorry, 50 milligrams. Like the, there is a, a minimal amount that you need to consume for it to really have any effect. And so you just, you know, want to read the labels again, like you said, you know, contact the company, ask the question and make sure that, you know, it's not just a product that has this negligible amount of an ingredient and now is being called adaptogenic right. or that it's you know, an extract, you know, whether, and that's it. It's hard to know because it, it's not a requirement per se on the label and companies don't always disclose it, but is it an extract or is it just a ground up whole herb, right? Because 350 milligrams of a ground up whole herb is very different than 350 milligrams of a 20 times concentration extract, right? So just asking those questions and 
Yeah. I hadn't even thought of that because I mean, it's, it's apparent to me, it's such a trend nowadays that, you know, every food product either has collagen or adaptogens added to it um, or, you know, something in between some, whatever trend pops up. And, you know, while I, I knew there are some where it's like, okay, I don't think this granola bar with, you know, adaptogens in it is going to really affect me, <laughs> but I never thought to even, you know, actually look at the dosage, which makes sense. And yeah, you could just look it up, email, do what you got to do to figure that out. Um, once more, if you're spent, you know, when people add that adaptogen or whatever label they add on, uh, they can charge more, right? Like they just, they can. And so if you're paying for that, um, understanding if it's actually going to even have those extra benefits is such a huge component. Um, so that's a, that's a good, I hadn't thought of that, but very good tip. (laughs) Well, where can people find, you know, Joya connect, uh, follow along. You guys have a beautiful Instagram feed. Um, and that just wonderful products. So where can everyone find you, support, learn more? Yeah. So our Instagram is the handles, the joy of life, all one word. Um, it's also the name of the blog on our website. So if you go to our website, which is at joya.ca, um, there's a section called the joy of life. That's our blog. And there's lots of tons of recipes using all our different products and some educational, um, posts as well about adaptogens and all sorts of different um, health benefits and things like dehydration and energy. So lots of great information there. Uh, those are the two main, we're on Facebook as well, same, same handle, but those are kind of the two main places. And right now, kind of the main place to buy our products would be on our website. We're just getting ready to launch our wholesale program. So hopefully you'll be able to find us in many stores soon, but right now it's, um, we're just direct to consumer on our website. Wonderful. 